the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. From a dorm room in Ohio, this is No Butts About It, and I'm your host, Josh Butts. I've been kind of thinking about changing the format of things because it's kind of felt like I've been rushing through stuff lately, and I don't really want to do that. I want to more have like a calm conversation, have some fun, hang out. So, might start covering a bit less stuff, and then use that time to go more in-depth on the stuff we do carry. I'm also working on some other things to make the show more enjoyable. That's always the goal. want to make the show, the show more entertaining, more fun, and more informative for those of you who do listen. And I appreciate those who have listened and continue to listen. So be prepared for some changes to be made. I'm uh, working on some stuff and we'll see if any of that comes to fruition. But know that I'm always grinding in the background, working on the show along with my schoolwork. But I really want this show to become uh, something that people can use to kind of take a break from the day-to-day life and sit down or wherever, maybe listen while you're making food or something. And just listen to it, take a break, and enjoy it. That being said, let's let's get into it. Um, first, we're just gonna we have a big story, but first we're gonna talk about Thursday night football. So Thursday night football, it has been a struggle to watch some of these Thursday night football games. There's the lack of touchdowns, lack of good football. Um, it's been painful, and we've talked about that. The the Broncos and the Colts, no touchdowns, bad football. The Commanders versus the Bears, there, there was one or two touchdowns, but still not super exciting. Then last night, it was like the football gods or the people, whoever controls football, God himself looked down. I guess God is the football god because um, he is the one god. But anyway, he looked down and he said, let there be touchdowns and touchdowns there were. Last night, there were so many touchdowns. It was the score was um, 34-42, I believe. Uh, Let me double check that. I should have checked that before I started the show. But um, Andy Dalton was struggling. He threw three. Yep. 34 to 42. Uh, Cardinals won that. Uh, they got D Hop back. 
you could tell that they loved that. I, he had 14 targets, and I think the next highest was five on the team. So you could tell Kyler Murray really missed having DeAndre Hopkins. But Andy Dalton was struggling last night. Andy Dalton had three interceptions last night. He was not able to really get it done. Kind of started to make a comeback, but he started it too late. Um, two of those interceptions were pick sixes. Oh. And so what that means, for those of you who don't know, is a pick six is when the quarterback throws an interception and the defender is able to return it for a touchdown. So that happened twice last night in less than two minutes. So definitely got in Andy's head. He wasn't playing the same. They, they started to make a comeback. He was pushing to kind of make the comeback, but they didn't have the time with um, what they were working with. Uh, it didn't seem like the Cardinals defense really let up at all. Cardinals offense never let up. And so even though it was a high scoring game, it is it was a it was kind of the Cardinals who owned it, even though score looks a lot closer than what it actually was. Chris Olave, the rookie coming off of injury, he looked good. I haven't really watched Chris Olave a whole lot because I've been kind of paying attention to the more um, the more more so the games that I think are gonna be what everyone's talking about and what everyone's gonna want to hear about. So I haven't seen a lot of the Saints games and the Saints games I have seen. Chris Olave's been injured. So I haven't seen a lot of Chris Olave. Watching him play last night, he looked good. I thought he looked good. Um, I'm not sure that he is as good as uh, Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson could still win Rookie of the Year. He's been performing well. Brees Hall could win Rookie of the Year. Uh, I, I was reading an article, and the author, I think on CBS Sports, was talking about how he thinks the Jets could possibly have both the rookie offensive player of the year and the rookie defensive player of the year in Sauce Gardner. So we'll have to see that. Um, Chris Olave, though, on the Saints, looked fantastic. He played really well, especially playing with a backup quarterback. Obviously hasn't played a lot with him since he's been injured. Um, Jawan Johnson, though, popped off. And I didn't know this about Jawan Johnson, but they were talking about it during the game. And it makes sense. The dude was a wide receiver turned tight end, and you could just tell the way he played. Dude's dude was like a foot taller than his defender. So like Andy Dalton would just kind of throw the ball over the top of the defender, and Jawan Johnson would catch it easily. I think he had two touchdowns. Insane athletic ability for a guy that size. Enjoyed watching him play. I thought it was fun. Wish I would have had him on my fantasy team last night, but I didn't. Um, I honestly didn't know who he was until last night, but he's definitely someone that I'm going to be paying attention to. Jawan Johnson, man. He he was Andy Dal one of Andy Dalton's favorite targets last night, especially with Michael Thomas being out. Um, but Andy Dalton just couldn't get it done last night, struggling with those interceptions. Uh he just not the way you can play football at halftime. They asked Dennis Allen. They were like, Hey, he's thrown three interceptions. Two of them were pick sixes. What did you tell him in the locker room? And Dennis Allen, the head coach, he said, I've just been telling him to do what he's been doing. And I was like, 
that is really weird because what he's been doing hasn't been good. And I get that you want to instill like confidence in your quarterback. Like, you've got to do that. You can't go tell him he's an idiot at halftime. And he, the quarterback knows like, okay, I messed up. And the players know that they're not they're not stupid. But maybe I know, I'm wondering if Dennis Allen didn't necessarily know what the problem was, or he didn't. He just it didn't seem like he really uh, thought that there was a problem, and that could be part of why they lost the game. Maybe someone uh, needs to think about whether or not they want to keep Dennis Allen as the head coach. He's only a first year head coach, though, so. Give him some time, but definitely some questionable play calling on the Saints' side, I thought, at times. Uh, Andy Dalton was definitely having issues, so they need to fix that. But fun game to watch, in my opinion, if you like defensive football because there was a ton of defense. Um, There was some good offense, both on the Saints and the Cardinals' side. Like I said, DeAndre Hopkins came back. Chris Olave for the Saints looked a lot better. So... That was the game last night. Um, Saints probably not going to get anywhere close to winning the division now that they are 2-5, and five, but that's the way it goes. During like the third quarter, Taylor Swift came on for a teaser trailer for her, one of her music videos for her new album. And everyone, everyone was kind of thinking that was going to be like the big talking point um on twitter today like oh taylor swift's new album it's being announced on amazon prime thursday night football that's what everyone's gonna be talking about al michaels he was like halfway through the fourth quarter this was really funny so we're sitting there me um one of my friends watching into my friend's room on his tv and my other friend was asleep like half asleep above us so like the way the room is set up There's a bed, and then there's like a little cubby space where the couch is. So me and my friend were sitting on the couch, and then our other friend was asleep up on his bed that's above the couch. He fell asleep watching the game. And Al Michaels comes on. He said, it is now being reported that Christian McCaffrey has been traded to the San Francisco 49ers. And my friend, like, he was like, he like shot. He's "He's been traded to where? And my friend's not a San Francisco 49ers fan, not a Carolina Panthers fan, but that was big news. And we all recognized that right then. So I started thinking about this. And let me see if I can pull. I'm going to pull up the tweet to make sure I get the – it's a big trade. Um, If you're not familiar with Christian McCaffrey, he is a generational talent running back, in my opinion, who has just struggled with injury. And part of the reason I believe he struggled with injury – is he's been overused. Um, Carolina has overused him. They've been like, we have this guy. He's amazing, phenomenal. We're just going to run him on every play, and he's going to get the ball every time. Problem is, yes, phenomenal player. Christian McCaffrey, fantastic player. Even with the injuries, he's a top five fantasy pick every year because everyone knows what he's capable of. Been in the league since 2017. Superman type guy. Issue is when you give the same guy the ball every play, that means he's going to get hit every play. And that's what caused a lot of his injuries. Over and over and over again, he's getting hit. Um, He's had some ACL issues, some quad issues. But 
I think that this is a fantastic trade for a couple of reasons, and those are what I'm going to lay out. Um, here I've got the tweet from Adam Schefter. Uh, compensation update. 49ers are sending second, third, and fourth round picks in 2023 and a fifth round pick in 2024 to the Carolina Panthers in exchange for running back Christian McCaffrey. So that alone should tell you how much um, the 49ers value Christian McCaffrey. That They're willing to give up their second, third, and fourth round picks in 2023. So they might be going for a guy um, in the first round. Maybe they're looking at someone already. And so they didn't want to lose that pick because they're not sure he won't be there. But second, third, and fourth, they're like, we're set. We've got our guy in Christian McCaffrey. And then we'll sweeten the deal with a late pick next season in 2024. Definitely a phenomenal player. I think this is a great trade for the 49ers. Um, and it's a great trade for Christian McCaffrey because he deserves to be on a team that is going to be playoff bound. And that's just not the Carolina Panthers right now. So let's let's look at why this is a good deal for Christian McCaffrey first. Like I said, he's had injury issues. Most of that's coming from overuse. When he goes to the 49ers, he's going to be used um, for sure. And a lot of people are saying Kyle Shanahan had better not run a running back by committee, which basically means like kind of pulling one running back in, taking him out, putting in another running back. Basically, you have like two or three run RB ones that you're just kind of flipping in and out. However. I think that that could be beneficial for Christian McCaffrey. Here's why. So Christian McCaffrey is used to being the workhorse. He's used to being used a ton, and that's fine. He is a workhorse, tough guy, love watching him play, but it leads to injury, and I'm sure he's tired of being injured. So this being in that running back by committee would allow him to kind of still be the star, be that top guy that he was in Carolina, but also decreases of chance of being injured, allows more muscle recovery, more rest. Um, the other thing is this helps Debo Samuel, who we talked about at the beginning of the season, in the offseason actually. He wanted to be traded because he was like, I am not being compensated for what he called the wideback position, he, where he was playing wide receiver but also being used as a running back at times. So he obviously got a pay payday, big contract, and the 49ers have been using him how they've been using him. But now they've got Christian McCaffrey. And it's important to remember that um, the 49ers running backs have been injured. They lost their top guys. They've been beaten down in depth at running back. So I think they'll still be using Debo in that capacity. But now they've got Christian McCaffrey to kind of take some of the workload at the wide back position from Debo Samuel. And now Debo can be more of a wide receiver. Christian McCaffrey can also catch the ball too, though. So they can kind of, this allows Kyle Shanahan to play an experiment. And if you think Kyle Shanahan's not going to play an experiment, you have not watched enough Kyle Shanahan football because that's exactly what he loves to do. So Christian McCaffrey goes in. He has less of a workload. He's not taking 90% of the snaps anymore and getting the crap beat out of him. But he is still getting these big gains, these big runs. He's still a tough guy. He's still potentially a Hall of Fame running back. And what I think this does, and this is a hot take. No buts about it. This is a hot take. But I think that this potentially puts the 49ers in a position to be Super Bowl bound. Because, yes, we have Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, say what you want about Jimmy Garoppolo. 
I think he gets a lot of crap for when he messes up and doesn't get enough praise for when he does well. Is he a top 10 quarterback? No. Can he get the job done? Yes. He's taken a team to the Super Bowl before. They lost to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, but he's gotten a team to the Super Bowl before. He's it's he's capable of doing it. You also have Brandon Ayuk, who's 2020 rookie, still on a rookie contract, I believe. Great wide receiver. You have Debo Samuel, who we just talked about. He's a wide back, super talented. Then you have George Kittle, who struggled with injury, but when he's on the field, he's dangerous. He's a tight end. You gotta focus on him. Dude is a stud, though, and this is probably going to help him, too, because they're, they're going to be able to run the ball more without having fear of Debo getting hurt or Christian getting hurt because they can split the snaps, and George Kittle won't be out there getting hit in the middle of the field as much. I just think there's so much talent on this team um, with Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, uh, George Kittle, now Christian McCaffrey. And then the 49ers defense has been locking it down. They've been doing crazy. I think running back was where they were weakest, which say they've got um, Jeff Wilson Jr., whatever his name is, but he's not Christian McCaffrey, you know, and people were saying, well, the, this team that lost to the Bears, they, if you lose to the Bears, you're not going to the Super Bowl was what they were saying. The Bengals, I, I remember this last season. The Bengals lost to the Bears last season. Um, an arguably worse Bears team than they are this season. And they went to the Super Bowl. They lost, but you can clearly lose to the Bears and uh, still go to the Super Bowl. Furthermore, everyone's pointing out, yeah, they lost to the Bears. They lost to the Falcons. But they also beat the Rams. No one wants to talk about the fact that they beat the Rams. And the Rams are kind of bad this year. But um, they did win the Super Bowl last season. Just saying, like, did we forget about that already? So they're a half-decent team. The 49ers' defense is really getting it together. If they can keep Nick Bosa healthy, they'll be set. Nick Bosa is fantastic, brother of Joey Bosa. Phenomenal pass rusher, just like Joey. But I think the 49ers have a chance to make it, especially with their division and conference being pretty weak right now. Uh Tampa Bay is kind of showing some signs that they might not be it. They're still probably going to win the division because their division's sad. But, I mean, let's think about it. Who are the 49ers competing against? They've got the Rams, who they've already beat. Um, Seahawks are kind of being – the Seahawks are like a Cinderella story in the NFC right now. Eagles, Cowboys, and – Giants, which I think the Giants are completely contingent on Saquon staying healthy. If Saquon gets hurt, their Giants' entire offense falls apart. So I, th- I don't think that the 49ers have a whole lot of competition in the NFC, and they could at least make it to – they're definitely going to make the playoffs, I think. I don't think it's unreasonable to think that they will make it to the NFC Championship and then potentially lose to the likes of the Eagles, who have been doing very well. So I really I think this is a huge, huge trade for both Christian McCaffrey and the 49ers. I think this benefits both parties. And if you can't see that, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. 
I'm sorry to the fantasy owners who are like, well, I need him to be the workhorse. But at the same time, like, this, I think this benefits the fantasy owners too who have Christian McCaffrey because, yeah, you want him to be the workhorse and getting all the points, but what happens when he gets hurt in week eight? Then you don't have a running back for nine weeks or however long your fantasy um, season is. So you might be getting less points per game, but ultimately I think you're going to get more points over time and he's going to be more dependable. But Jimmy G is going to love this too. Because Jimmy G doesn't like to throw the deep ball. He loves the checkdowns. And if there is one running back who I would say, this is the guy who's great at getting the yards after the catch, it's Christian McCaffrey. He's made quarterbacks look good forever. Since 2017, he's been doing this. Um, I think, I just think this is such a great trade, such a great team he could have gone to. Um. Kyle Shanahan's a phenomenal coach, going to be very experimental, like I said. I don't see the hate on this trade. I don't see why people. some people are saying this is the end of Christian McCaffrey's career. I think this is the biggest shot he has at going to a Super Bowl and winning a championship. I think this is such a symbiotic, mutually beneficial trade that people aren't seeing it for its full picture. And maybe there's something I'm missing. Like, I'm not the end-all be-all on football at all. But Christian McCaffrey is a dude. The 49ers defense has been fantastic. The 49ers have a talented receiving core, including George Kittle at the tight end position. I mean, your weakest point is, at this point, probably Jimmy Garoppolo, if we're being honest. And he's gotten it done before. Um, Kyle Shanahan has gotten it done with Jimmy G before. So I, I don't know what to tell you as for the Panthers. They're like, they're tanking. I think the Panthers are going down in ship. They've they're loading up on draft picks, traded away Robbie Anderson to the Cardinals who played a lot and he played last night. So kind of wondering if Christian McCaffrey will be suited up for the 49ers on Sunday. See how quick he's able to learn the playbook. But Robbie Anderson played last night. They're trying to get him the ball a little bit. Didn't seem like him and Kyler yet had the ke- had the chemistry yet, but that'll come with time. Um, really, the last big name that I can think of in Carolina who would get traded is DJ Moore, who has been kind of acting as a wide receiver one there but I think that he is better off in a wide receiver two position, not because he's not talented, but I think that he would get more done and be more effective as someone who is a low-tier wide receiver one who is able to kind of be that number one target. But also, uh, as a wide receiver two, he would just be such a threat because – he could be a wide receiver one, but he's the number two guy. That means there is a guy who is better than him that they've got to be focusing on. And I think he'd become a bigger threat as the wide receiver too. So I think that's where DJ Moore should look at going. And um, I'm not sure a couple places that really need wide receivers would be the Packers. He'd still be a wide receiver one there. I would think, um, but 
this next part I have recorded three times, and every time I record it, the DAW, the digital audio workspace I'm using, crashes. So, forgive me if it's not, like, perfect. Anyway, so, the other thing is Tom Brady and his age. Every year, Tom Brady, he... It's like, everyone's like, oh, age has finally caught up to Tom Brady. He is, he's done now. He's going to retire. He sucks. Da, 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 da. And every year he bounces back, goes, playoffs, makes it long, almost makes the Super Bowl, or does make the Super Bowl. Every year it happens. This year, I think, and I'm probably going to be wrong because this is how it is every year. This year, though, I think it's finally kind of hit him. This doesn't, it doesn't seem like Tom Brady is who we are watching play football right now. I think there's a lot of stuff in his head, especially going on with the divorce, lots of distractions. He's been taking some mental health days off at practice, um, which is necessary sometimes. And it just seems, it doesn't seem like Tom Brady. It doesn't seem like the type of guy that we're watching is the guy who was destroying teams just a few years ago. Um, and I'm sure – I know Tom knows that because he, he's that type of guy who just wants to give everything his all, and when he can't give it his all, he it, it annoys him. It basically it makes him angry. So I, I think this might be the beginning of the end for Tom Brady. Um probably still going to win the division just because the division is horrible but i i don't think uh tom brady makes it to the super bowl this year maybe he'll listen to this actually i'd be i'd be honored if tom brady listened to this and was inspired to do better but i just don't see it happening he doesn't look like tom brady out there right now so See if he fixes it. But that's all I've got for today. Obviously, the big story was Christian McCaffrey and the 49ers. So, I'm going to go into that spiel. I start at the end of every episode. And I hope everyone has a great weekend. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, I would appreciate it and be most grateful if you could share the show with your friends, with your family, and those who you care about. It would also be helpful to me, if you want to help me, if you followed me on Instagram, at nobuts underscore show, or followed my Twitter, josh underscore butts underscore 2001. Yes, I made it when I was in middle school. Don't judge. And it would also be helpful if you have stuff you want me to talk about if you have questions you can uh, private message me on either of those apps or you can just shoot us an email at bullmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com that is b-u-l-l-m-o-o-s-e podcast the number two at gmail.com once again thank you for listening if you enjoyed it share subscribe do all those things and i'll see you for the next episode. Uh, Until then, have a great time, have a great life, and go do something nice for someone.